And for further analysis on those market moves, Momentum's Fahima Dia. Fahima, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Afternoon, All right, let's talk about markets uh, in anticipation of the US CPI print. Um, JSE relatively flat in the green, but flat. The RAND definitely flat. Are market participants just hanging tight until they know a little bit more? Mm, so the markets have been quite uh, mixed um, over the past few days as the world now awaits those key uh, U.S. inflation numbers today. But mostly we've been seeing it's, it's in the green this morning. Uh, it seems investors are, are probably leaning towards inflation, inflation coming off in the U.S., um, so the, the CPI number released today would, of course, help determine what the Fed's next move will be in terms of rate hikes. Uh, economists did say they're looking at about a 6.2% annualized um, increase in CPI. But um, if it's softer than expected, it would mean that the Fed may slow interest rates. Uh, but if it's worse, uh, then that could be more aggressive. So the markets will likely react uh, one way or the, or the other based on the, the data that comes out from there. Uh, we have seen quite a bit of volatility in our local markets with the RAND in particular coming under quite a bit of pressure over the past few days uh, due to, it seems, uh, you know, uh, investors concerned about that next move from the Fed. And of course, risky assets um, like uh, the RAND will suffer during these kinds of uh, conditions. And of course, we've got our local challenges with uh, load shedding that doesn't help the situation much either. Well, a company that's come out to cite load shedding as a challenge today is Talcom. That share price actually up by 4.75% for him. So um, it does look like in investors are seeing, um, you know, good things coming for Talcom. They've come out to say that, look, everything is up. You know, revenue is up, but costs are really, really high as well. But there's also that 1 billion rand, um, you know, cash that they're trying to convert while they're trying to convert assets into cash. Can you talk us through that? I think that's an interesting component of this update. Mm, yeah, so um, I did notice that the price was up quite a bit. Mm. It does seem the market's looking at the light at the end of the tunnel mm. because they did have somewhat of a challenge in Q3. So the revenue was up only about 2%, and like you said, EBITDA was down by 40%. So um, that's been driven by the migration of their legacy products, and then they're also doing that investment uh, in postpaid, and then, of course, there's the impact of load shedding on costs. Uh, it is good to see that their mobile data traffic and subscribers are up, however, um, and Telcom have said that they're embarking on a cost-cutting initiative to improve the bottom line over the next year. So I think that's probably got... Um, the markets more uh, positive on the stock. And let's just talk about, you know, their ability to, uh, you know, cast, cut costs um, for him. Just mm -hmm. based on the fact that load shedding is one of those um, factors that all telecoms companies are complaining about. No matter what battery infrastructure you have out there, if we get to a certain stage of load shedding, absolutely nothing can be done um, in terms of network and access for people like you and I. So keen to find out that, um, how, you know, how, how could Telcom possibly, uh, you know, dig deep into its um, income statement to try to manage some of those line items? Mm, I can imagine it's going to be quite challenging. Um, you know, we've seen this case across all companies in South Africa that are really, uh, you know, struggling with the costs of um, having to use backup power. Uh, the cost of fuel, in particular, has really impacted the bottom line. And like you said, you know, uh, Telcom is is not immune to this. They will have to pay for similar costs for their backup power and to keep their networks operational. So I think they would probably look at things like, um, you know, staff perhaps try and cut there where possible. 
um, any other type of, uh, you know, service costs where they can find uh, opportunity. But uh, yeah, overall, I think it is going to be challenging the next few months uh, for Telcom. Another company that's trying to clean itself up is Spa. That was one we didn't expect, hey, Fahima. Spa was just like another wholesaler, retailer. Then there was like scandal, scandals. Like this was a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems that, you know, they have resettlement with um, some of the complainants there that were, uh, you know, upset about how management had treated them. Does this, um, you know, show us that Spa is trying to clean itself up and return to its glory days? Yes, yeah, this has been one that has been in the media for the wrong reasons mm. recently. And it seemed like the whole, uh, yeah, the whole saga ended in with the resignation of the CEO. Uh, but yeah, so on the positive note, it is, it's good to see that they released a decent trading update, uh, despite quite a challenging backdrop. The group uh, turned over up 8%. Pharmaceutical business uh, in particular also did very well, with revenue up about 18% there. But they said uh, demand for building materials has continued to slow. And if we look at the offshore markets in Ireland and um, southwest England, that's also performing quite well. Uh, but Spa Switzerland reported a decline in turnover. And uh, like you said, uh, it's good to see that they're making some progress with those retailers um, in terms of coming to an agreement uh, with them in terms of the losses that they made on those stores. So it does seem like Spa is cleaning up its act. Very interesting with Spa, though. They're one of the few retailers that haven't segmented. You know, Pick and Pay went on this segmenting journey. They've got boxes. You know, they've got um, some of their more high-end brands. Checkers doing something very similar. Spa remains Spa. And it's very interesting to see this business model unfold like this. Amphima, do you think that if it's not broken, don't fix it? Yeah, so I think the thing with Spa is it's it's more of a unique business model in terms of the fact that it's got... Uh, you know, it's retail-owned stores. And um, so ShopRite uh, and Pick and Pay, these are all uh, company-owned stores. So I think it's it's easier for them to kind of uh, break out and segment, whereas I think Spa, it's a bit more trickier because of their business model being so unique. But so far, it seems to have worked. And um, I think there's opportunity, though, like you say, you know, to branch out into other maybe value options uh, later on down the line. So there definitely is that opportunity if they can get it correct in terms of uh, the retail business model that they do have as well. It'll be very interesting to watch how they emerge. Now, Fahima, your stock pick is Tencent. Um, let's talk about why this is a favorite right now. Yes, yeah, so I've been looking at Tencent this week. Um, I've noticed they're spending quite a bit of time on ramping up their efforts to monetize the growing short video function, um, which has become quite popular within its WeChat app to help compete against other rivals like ByteDance, for example. Um, and the video account growth is likely to be quite a big contributor to earnings growth over the next few years. And uh, we believe that could help boost Tencent's ad revenue. Uh, if we look at the long-term growth of Tencent, it's... Um, there's also quite a bit of uh, room for growth there because it is still uh, an underpenetrated market. Um, if we look at the Chinese economy, they are recovering now from the lockdown and we're likely to see a pickup in demand from consumers there. In terms of the valuation, it's also trading at a low forward PE of about 23 times, uh, which is below its five-year average. So it's looking relatively undervalued in our view and lots of room for growth. All right, well, we'll keep watching that one. It's a favorite for lots of analysts. So I think um, it's at a matter it's where we decided that it doesn't matter how much risk there is in China, Tencent is a good business. And if you have enough in there, um, there's lots of upside for you. Thank you so much for your time, Fahima. That was Fahima Adia from Momentum Securities.